0: Welcome back to the show. Joining us now, Georgia. A little bit of Georgia. Our own Martha Zahler of WDUN. It's a great song, isn't it, Martha? Feels like it Georgia. is a great song. It's so great. And is it hot there? Because it's getting hot here.
1: We had a fantastic weekend um, weather-wise, and I hope you can hear me okay because. Um, I'm in a little bit of a different place, but I'm not driving, which is really good.
0: It is Um, really good. I can hear you well. We hear you well.
1: Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, Ray Stevens, um, Ray Charles, I mean, did uh, that song in the Georgia Capitol when it became our state song, and it was a great day. Were you there? I was there for that, (gasps) yes.
0: Were you that must have been amazing. I was, yeah, them. it that, was great. That, wow, yeah. wow, that's pretty unbelievable. I um, I saw the movie, of course. I thought the movie was one of the most extraordinary portrayals. Uh, Jamie Foxx, unbelievable of Ray Charles, like unbelievable. If people have not seen it, they ought to just run ju- just to see that movie. Such a great movie. Anyway, so I was thinking about you, so. Martha Zoller, are you on vacation? You're coming back from vacation. What's your life like right now?
1: No, I had my knee replaced two weeks ago, and so I am recovering from that. Um, my doctor warned me that the second one would be more difficult than the first one, and he was right. <laughs> why? Why
0: is it more? Why? Why did he think so? Why? It's
1: just a longer recovery. I'm not sure exactly why that is, but it's not, um, and it, it's my driving leg, too, so that makes it a little more difficult.
0: Mm, I'm sorry, hon. Are you in a lot of pain?
1: (laughs) Uh, Really not pain, more swelling and difficulty sleeping has been the hardest thing. So that's what I'm working on this week is they're gonna give me a couple of days off from physical therapy so that maybe I can work on the sleeping thing, which will be good. Ah. But you know what? When you're just sleep deprived enough to be a little more uh, aggressive on your radio show, (laughs) it can be good. (laughs) I know
0: what you mean, honey. I know exactly what you mean. You can be in a mood, in a mood, and all of a sudden you've got that edge again. So who are you that's interrogating right. on your radio show, Martha Zala? Who are the interesting people coming on? Tell me.
1: Well, we have had this little, it's a very local story, which all the good ones really are, where we've got a state senator that's demanding a special session related to defunding Fannie Willis and um, and you know he's he's going after several of his colleagues, and he's really in the minority on this because the law does not back him up. There aren't enough votes to call a special session. You have to not only get, um, you know, you've got to you've either got to get the governor to do it, which he's not going to do it, or you've got to get all of your colleagues plus eight Democrats to agree to do it. That's not going to happen, and so he has. Uh, begun raising money on this and going after some of his other colleagues, and it's just kind of a mess. And kind of the overshadowing part of this is that we have passed a law where we're going to have a panel in place that we can review DAs uh, that we think um, aren't following the law. And this actually started not with Fonnie Willis. This started with um, this started with uh, the issues around. Ahmaud Arbery, if you remember that horrible oh, yes. murder that happened oh, yes. in Brunswick several years ago, that yes. the DA was covering up
0: yes. for
1: the perpetrators. And she is still not paid a price for that, even though she was removed for her job, from her job. So a lot of people think, oh, this is all about the Trump stuff. No, it isn't. It's, it's, it's a perfect example of a process. That when you're going to make big changes, sometimes you don't get them all at once. You have It takes several years to make big changes. So this, this law was passed. This particular Senator Colton Moore voted against the law, but now he wants a special session, and he's got all the crazies coming out behind him. So I had him on today. I've had all of the uh, senators he's been going after on all last week, and then we're going to kind of package that all together and send it out so that People can hear all sides of this story. Yeah.
0: I mean, so the one of the criticisms that's been leveled against uh, the Republican Party recently, and it could just as easily be leveled against the Democrats in other times, is that when they don't get things their way, they want to change the rules of the game and deconstruct the existing establishment. And it's a very anti-conservative approach to do that. Uh, it's like, we don't, like, well, what, we don't uh, like the outcome, so let's change the rules of the game.
1: Well, one thing I like about what they've done related to this district attorney panel that will review certain district attorneys that get put before the panel is that there's precedent for it in Georgia, whereas you don't have the governor, for example, making pardons and paroles. We have a panel that does that. The governor, say, for example, Donald Trump is, is convicted in a Georgia court Governor Kemp can't pardon him. It has to be a panel that agrees, and it's a group of people from different walks of life that have to look at the evidence and then make a decision. It can't be done for poli- – it's to avoid the politicization of this kind of stuff. We, we have also do thing this in with Connecticut. the judiciary.
0: We have the same thing in Connecticut, yeah. a board of pardons and paroles. We have the same thing. Yep.
1: yeah yep. And it makes it fairer. We do the same thing with the judiciary. There is, if, there, if, a, if a judge, because we have elected judges, uh, if a judge goes beyond the pale, there is a process for which to remove that judge from office, and it's not an easy process, and it shouldn't be.
0: No, of course it shouldn't be. Uh, and um, we're chatting with Martha Sala of WDUN in Georgia. So the, the Fannie Willis, the story that you were just alluding to actually – you started out by saying it was a local story, but I read about it in national news because everything, I mean, the nation is really focused on what's going on. I also got a book in the mail that was authored by none other than Brad Raffensperger. And we've been trying to get him on the show because presumably he's got a reason to come on to promote his book. But I don't know if he's doing any media up here in Connecticut. Oh, I can help you with that. Oh, Talk good. me offline. Good, Yeah. very good. We will do that. But, you know, I thought it was an interesting timing of mr Raffensberger and the book is all about his integrity i mean that's literally the title of the book and i just thought it was an interesting time for him to be speaking out in a published book
1: yeah he's going to run for governor that's why
0: <laughs> oh thank you
1: see i didn't know yes. that oh and you know good. it is now the responsibility that if you run for president or for governor you have to write a book Apparently so that's so. what you do
0: Are you going to be on deck anytime soon, Martha? Do we have some first draft going in front of a publisher someplace? What about you? No, I do not. (laughs) Okay. And what
1: about Brian Kemp?
0: Does he have any presidential aspirations?
1: Uh, Not in this cycle. His goal is to show the world that Georgia's not a purple state, and his goal is to do as well for Republicans as possible for 2024. You might see him run against John Ossoff in 2026 um cent u.s senate but then his term will be up uh but you never know he's young he's 53 exactly. unlike you know our current president who's 80 almost 81 yeah. um you know yeah. he's 53 he's got a lot of time to decide what he wants to do
0: what martha zala when you talk with your audience about what's going on with all of this ageism what do they make what do you make of what happened with mitch mcconnell last week
1: Yeah. I mean, they all are in agreement. Um, There needs to be maybe Mitch McConnell doesn't need to be uh, stepped down from from his Senate seat. Now, they did pass a law in Kentucky last year, though, because there is a Democratic governor that if Mitch McConnell steps down but while there's a Democratic governor, it doesn't say it exactly that way. But it's the purpose of the law that you have to put somebody from the same party in uh, if they step out. So. You know, it's it's one of those things where I think that overwhelmingly my audience is kind of in the Nikki Haley camp. If you're over a certain age, you probably shouldn't be running.
0: Yeah, she she was very she made a lot of news last week for a pretty concise headline on that. She was pretty good. Yeah, I I, I'm I, I saw that her polls have gone up substantially since that debate. My view was that she was the best person on the stage, my own opinion, my own opinion. Yeah,
1: I thought so, too. It was more of a general election message than a primary Mm -hmm. message. But I loved the fact that she called out her colleagues who had voted for all this big spending. And so that's one thing that differentiates her from everyone else, that being a governor and then an ambassador, she has only presided over balanced budgets. Yes,
0: yes, 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 that's true. And where do you see the Republicans right now? I'm, I'm hearing uh, different things about Ron DeSantis. I've been reading articles that the polling shows that he's leveled off and that she's, frankly, gaining on him. But I've seen other polling that shows that he's still pretty strong. Uh, it's hard to know what to make of it. What, what do you think? And do you think Iowa really matters at this point?
1: Yeah, I do think that, um, of course, the former president is still polling very high. Uh, that is in national polls, though, and that's what I always have to remind people. We win primaries state by state, and if you, say, win in Iowa and in New Hampshire, and I don't know who that's going to be, that could change the dynamics because people like to back winners, right? <laughs> they like to be with a winner. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens ultimately, but I do see DeSantis is kind of flat. I think C Tim Scott is kind of flat. And I think Vivek Ramaswamy seems a little thin-skinned to me. And then um, I like Nikki Haley the best from that debate.
0: From that debate. Are you going to go to Iowa, or are you going to go to New Hampshire, Martha Zoller, to cover these things on the ground?
1: I would love to. I've been to, uh, to Iowa. I would like to go to New Hampshire, but we still haven't settled all that out.
0: Yeah. I've been to New Hampshire the last, I think, three elections. And, um, well, you're and so I... close. I'm so close. It's the easiest one for me. Exactly. I haven't been to Iowa. Well, Martha Zahler, you take care of your knee and thanks for checking in with us today. You always have a lot to contribute. So now we learn that Brad Raffensperger is queuing it up to run for governor. We've learned that Brian Kemp has his eye on the Senate. And uh, thanks to you, we'll get Brad Brad Raffensperger on the show. So I think it was a pretty good 10 minutes. I'm very happy. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. You'll be well. We'll be right back with more of the Lisa Wexler Show.